0: Tom Morges. Welcome back everyone to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm excited to have on the call today RJ who is the creator of Hector, an app for project management that we'll dig into a little bit later. I've actually signed up and started testing it out and using it. So that'll be fun to discuss, but prior to building and growing Hector, he he was and is still a consultant. So we'll talk a little bit about this idea doing consulting work, and then also that transition into software, which is something I'm particularly interested in. I've always had my eye on software, but I do a lot of client work myself. And so I always wonder how could I ever possibly balance it. So RJ, thank you so much for being in the trenches.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, before we get into the software, just like I said, that's, I think I'm I'm very curious about how you're building this. I think Hector looks great. And so I want to dig into that, but let's backtrack a little bit to set the stage here. So you're a consultant by trade right now or you, I don't know if you call yourself a consultant but you you have a you do a lot of client work. So with what give us a little background on what you do right now and then give me some context for where the software the idea for the software came from.
1: Sure. So right now I'm, you know, consultant, whatever you want to call it. Freelancer is what I don't, you know, try to worry about any fancy titles or anything like that, but I'm a freelance developer. So day in and day out, I'm doing client work. Majority of it is developing custom WordPress themes, primarily for other agencies, I have relationships with other agencies who kind of outsource their development to me, uh, which has been great for growing my business and and all those different things. Uh, I don't have to worry so much about the marketing side of it, but the development side of it since about 2008, you know, I started having uh, just doing this on the side. I had recently gotten married, didn't bring much into the marriage or anything like that and kind of said, OK, it's time to be an adult now. What do I want to do with my life? And I decided not to get into websites and development and stuff like that. So for a, a long period of time, it was day job to pay the bills and then freelancing or consulting on the side. And about three years ago or so, I made the switch from moonlighting as a freelancer to jumping full time into it. And now all my time is dedicated essentially working for myself, doing my client work and stuff like that. In making that transition, what I found the more work that I got is, you know, always trying to find ways to be efficient, always trying to be as productive as possible. And what I found was that the landscape of productivity tools collaboration tools and stuff like that. Nearly all of them are focused around the concept of team. So, you know, this is a great project management tool for teams or communication for teams or or billing for teams. It's all centered around the concept of a number of people working together. And what happens when you're a freelancer working with, especially again, other agencies, it's not like I worked exclusively with one or two other people. I've touched you know, hundreds of websites from tens of different clients over the years. And so what happened is trying to force my project management was the big one, making sure that I was, knew what was on my plate currently, what was upcoming, what little tasks I had to do, trying to kind of keep that all in one place and also keep it organized. That whole model didn't really fit the team model that the other apps and pieces of software were. You know, that kind of structured around. And so me and this other uh, freelancer that I've worked with for quite a long time, and we we bounced from tool to tool and just never really found any worked well for us because we always worked with different people. And so trying to get everybody to work in the same tool was close to impossible. So circle back to maybe roughly two years ago or so, I got to a point where, uh, and being mainly front end, which is you know, typically what you experience uh, when you're viewing a website and stuff like that, for those that aren't familiar with the term, I started to kind of dive into the back end side of things, which is really more um, you know, software development and, and setting things up, to work and all that fun stuff. And so I kind of set up this, this challenge for myself. I always have enjoyed learning new things and and that's kind of what keeps me going and and why I like developing. But I set up this challenge for myself to say, "Okay, I have this problem of project management. I can't find anything that works the way that my brain does. I have the idea for how to implement something that would work exactly the way that I want. Can I put all these things together if I give myself 30 days and kind of spit something out?" And so what happened is I gave myself 30 days to build this project management app essentially in my ideal version of what would work well for me. And so 30 days, I went through, I designed it, I developed it, I launched it, and I started using it. It was exhilarating. I mean, it, it was really cool to take this thing that I wasn't super confident in, be able to implement something that truly fixed an issue that I and some other people that I work with have had. And that's kind of how the idea of, okay, it kind of clicked in my brain. I guess I should say that I'm this freelancer doing client work. I'm beholden to other people. You know, everybody always feels the grass is greener on the other side. And so, products and monthly recurring revenue and and all those fancy buzzwords. I wanted to move in that direction. And so this was kind of the first step in doing that. And after this 30 day challenge and essentially launching this app that I built and you know slowly seeing people kind of sign up and use it, is it you know this light bulb went off that. Okay, maybe this is something more than just this pipe dream that I wasn't sure was even a uh, anything that could happen earlier in the year that I had built Hector. So that's kind of how that that initial thing like this could actually happen. I could potentially move from freelancing to products, or at least there's a reason to look into products for what I was doing.
0: Okay, so break break down for me what was um, what were your steps in terms of getting it like getting to that version 1.0 and then kind of getting to that point of kind of what you're deciding or describing as like validation that there's something here. And how do you look at the KPIs or or what are the metrics that you're looking to decide that? Like a certain amount of use, amount of retention, like walk me through that. We'll start with version 1.0. Like what was like the baseline thing that you had to create and how did you like look at that to create that thing that it was the version 1.0?
1: Luckily, in order to version 1.0, the concept of what I was trying to build, it wasn't super complicated. You know, when you think of project management, you know, everybody has projects, that project has maybe a couple statuses in terms of like, this is an active project or this is something that's upcoming. So luckily, the end product of version 1.0, it wasn't this behemoth you know, thing that had to be built over months and months, the concept was fairly straightforward. And so I had a very clear path moving forward in terms of that. It was like, okay, I want to have these kind of two or, or three core pieces of functionality. And if I can do that, then I have a successful thing that I can launch. So it was a from scratch, nothing build, but I wasn't trying to cram in a million different features in this 30 days. So it was a very focused 30 days for me to you know, sit down, get the core concept, the core pieces of functionality I wanted, and then to uh, go through the design process and the development process. And then to be honest with you, while I was going through and building it, because it was something that uh, essentially was for for me, I didn't put a ton of thought into the marketing or anything like that. What happened was, you know, the brain starts rolling. Well, what if other people like this? Or what can I do to get eyes on this? And how can I monetize this? And what happens in two or three years if I stick with this? So so those ideas were there, but they weren't necessarily driving, major driving in terms of decisions I made and stuff like that. Once I went through those 30 days, I launched the app. You know, I did do a, a little couple small things to... There were a couple of YouTube videos during the build process. I was, you know, tweeting and posting on Instagram progress and stuff that was being made. But the thing that got probably the most eyes on it was I wrote a, an article on Medium after it, so, you know, how I designed to be on Rails app in 30 days. Having gone through the process, having this, you know, story probably what got the most eyes on it in terms of people coming to that article then clicking through to my site. And signing up for the app, so there was that initial kind of high of I did this, I built this, it got some eyes on it, some people signed up. Uh, Of course, the app it's free, it's 100% free, so there's not a very large barrier for people to sign up. I wasn't making any money from it or anything like that, but people were signing up, and I was starting to get some feedback. And then you know, life kind of took over, as is with consulting and, and client work. You know, there's ebbs and flows of busy times and slow times, and you know, since that's what pays the bills, I can't ignore those busy times. So as I got busier, Hector was still being used by me and a couple other people and some other users who I know it all on a daily basis. But it wasn't like something that was getting a lot of attention from either other people or me putting time and effort into it. But what slowly started to happen gives me confidence and, and has helped me decide to move forward with Hector and, and really put some time and effort into it, is it just kind of slowly I started to, you know, emails would trickle in or tweets would come through just saying, hey, I found Hector. I really like it. It's exactly what I'm looking for. And it was clear the vision of project management for individual consultants that, again, didn't work on teams that resonated with other people. And so as those emails and things kind of started to trickle in, you know, constant drip of, hey, I like this. Can it do X or Y or hey, I like this. Are you still supporting it? That made it clear that, okay, I've gone through these periods of client work where I'm very busy. So side project taking a little bit of a backseat, but not only do I still feel confident in Hector and what I'm doing with it, but other people feel confident in it too. So earlier this year, I made the decision to, okay, three days is not a very long period to build out a, a piece of software that can, you know be used effectively by a lot of different people. And so when it comes to project management, I decided to essentially rebuild the app from scratch to a complete rebuild of the app. really make it exactly what I want because 30 days was only so long. So there's certainly shortcomings in it that have kind of bothered me throughout the couple of years that it's been live. And it was those emails of people just kind of showing interest that, were enough for, me. okay, let's see what happens when I actually try to build this thing. And then, of course, start to make some money from it.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think that's pretty interesting. So a couple of questions come to mind when I think about this. So you're doing this on the side. You're the only person doing this, right? You're a developer, designer. You're, all, you're wearing all the hats right now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's it's only me.
0: What have been like some of the biggest struggles with actually getting it out there? Like, I mean, obviously there's the developments, but I'm talking specifically maybe about things like things that you wouldn't expect, I guess, if you're going to the software space, like things like security or, you know, hosting and things like that, that I, it's just a whole nother world for me when I look at it. What are sure. the challenges that you've kind of been through and and what's your insights into that?
1: It's funny that you bring up security because literally this week I dealt with a situation where, so, you know, part of Hector is that you can upload files and stuff to projects And so like most pieces of software out there, you know, nice cheap storage. What happened is my Amazon cloud account was compromised for some reason and they suspended it, which meant that all of the, all the files just didn't work for 24 hours. And luckily it's back up and going, but you know, you talk about something that again, Hector at this moment is free, but if people were paying for this and maybe there were, you know, more frequent users of it, that's kind of a big deal. So I was kind of, you know, freaking out. <laughs> I was just, you know, oh my gosh, how, how did this happen? I thought I took care of everything so I wouldn't get suspended trying to communicate with Amazon support, which they don't have a phone number. So I'm at their mercy in terms of their response times. Yeah, total fish out of water in that situation. It scared the crap out of me because here, here I am, the maker of this app, and there's this big piece of functionality that's out, and uh, you know, I didn't have an expertise there to really feel confident about. Okay, well, I know this, this, and this needs to happen to get it back, or I know I can do this in the short term, you know, to help with that. And so, it was frightening. So there haven't been many hiccups like that, but it certainly is a challenge that. There are a lot of things at play in order to get something like a a web application up and running. And development is my strong suit, and that's kind of my my happy place. But things like design, things like server configurations and stuff like that. When Hector first launched, one of the things that I struggled with was in a, a hosting service, but it was just very slow. And so I... Wasn't sure the best way to go about optimizing that other than simply, you know, paying more money and upping the resources that it had available to it. So I spent, you know, a few months going through trying to figure out the best way to, to make sure that it wasn't slow. And it's hard to throw money into something when you're not getting any money back out of it. So, you know, I... I don't invest tons of money, but I pay out of pocket every month to keep up and running and I get, you know, zero dollars back from anybody that uses it. So that's kind of something that comes into play a little bit as well is that not only am I putting my time and effort into it, but financially I'm I'm supporting this so it can exist. And, you know, that's all a little bit of a the impetus to, OK, well, let's let's update things. Let's make a paid plan so that we can start to recoup some of that money. And just justify the time spending on it because when I'm so busy with client work and anybody that does get busy with clients pursuing, you know, side projects or whatever, one of the hardest things to get over for me in working on Hector is guilt. It's hard to work on something that seems like, well, this is just for me. It's not bringing in any money, even though the plan is that it will eventually. But I have all this other work that needs to be done. It has deadlines and it does bring in money guilt is something that I struggle with in terms of working on those side projects. And as I'm working on the new version of Hector, it's something that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. I spent 30 minutes yesterday afternoon, just kind of writing some documentation for Hector. And, you know, my slack is going off, people are needing things. And it's like that struggle of not feeling guilty, you know, working on my own side project, which I know benefits others, but it's just that feeling of guilt of, well, there's so much other stuff that needs to be done and those things bring in money, you know, should I really be working on this and, and something that is a side project right now?
0: Interesting. Here's a question. I know this depends, like there's a big depend question, but like you're a developer, I'm not. So like if I'm getting this stuff where I can't, unfortunately bootstrap it by myself on the side, makes it making things a little more complicated. And maybe even excluding that aspect of it, but like, what are some of the like kind of estimated hard costs of like getting, you know, a basic reliable piece of like a software app been running? And I know that's there's tons of variables there, but I'm, I'm curious sure, what that sure. range is. So somebody could like be like, yeah, I, I'm not going to pursue that just yet. Or yeah, that's maybe I can actually start working on this because, you know, you have extra income or something
1: like that. Right, right. Luckily, the actual invoice I pay to keep Hector up and running the actual real dollars that I'm spending on that, it's not significant. It started out at about 25 bucks and right now it's 50. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're not talking $500 a month or something. It it was an easy decision for me and still remains an easy decision for me to say, okay, well, you know, yes, it costs me money. I'm not getting anything in return, but we're only talking about, you know, $50 a month the potential to recoup that is far greater than the upfront cost that I'm paying to keep it running.
0: Okay. So what happens next? You have like a, we'll say a validated beta or alpha or something like that. I don't know how Mm -hmm. you would define it.
1: What are the next steps and how do you get to that point where you're charging money? So that's exactly how I look at it at this point in terms of, okay, I, I had this idea and through people signing up and using it, that's how I've gotten my validation that other people feel this is something that they want to use. And so what I've decided to do, you know, that initial build was 30 days. I'm kind of rethinking things in terms of, okay, I have this idea, people are using it, what's the right way to go about things? And you know, that starts with, for me, rebuilding the app and making sure that it is a pleasure to use, some missing features from it that really kind of help make a freelancer's life better. Freelancers uh, and, and working with other freelancers, that's kind of always, I've always enjoyed helping kind of my own, so to speak. I have the the unique perspective because that's what I do day in and day out. There's a lot of things that I'd like to add to it. So right now I'm in the process of planning and that's not the fun part. Like I want to be building I want to I want to get this in the hands of new people, but I'm trying to be smart about it and not putting any sort of tight time constraints on me that may force me to rush this through. I'm trying to sit down and say, okay, from the beginning, how can we make this indispensable specifically for freelancers? And so there's a lot of planning in that before I can get to the fun stuff, which is design and development. And in doing all that, I'm having to really think about marketing this around. How do I not only get the word out about Hector, but how do I position it to where people will not only sign up for it, but they will put their credit card information in those fields and say, yes, I'm going to give five, 10 bucks a month for this tool. There's always going to be a free plan for Hector. So that won't go away, but I want to make some money from it. So how do I? position either a feature set or whatever? And how do I get that message across to where people will say, I want the pro plan instead of the free plan. And right now, ideas are just going crazy. So I'm having to kind of keep things as quiet and focused as I can. And that can be difficult for me because when you are one person and you're kind of trying to do it all, that can be a good thing in terms of speed in terms of not make or in terms of making sure that the vision is not misunderstood by multiple people but at the same time that comes at a cost of you know i'm trying to focus and and get version 2 off the ground but there's so many thoughts going through my head at all times that mm-hmm. it can be a little distracting and actually take away from productivity so i'm trying to spend an appropriate amount of time—not a—not too short and certainly not too long—on kind of the making sure that I have a base to work from, and then go through each step, which for me is planning, design, development, and then for the launch and and really trying to put some marketing into it.
0: So, what's your what's your estimated time frame right now as you look at it?
1: Um, ideally, I would love to have this up and running, you know, in about. Six to eight months or so. To me, that feels like a tight time frame, and I'm probably am going to search out for some help, so that way I'm not the only person kind of trying to move this thing along. And also, too, I'm not in so deep to what I want this to be or whatever that I get blinded from other potentially good ideas. Six to eight months is where I'd love to have version two launched, have a paid plan where where it can start bringing in some revenue. And I think that's doable, but like I said, multiple times at this point, I need to make sure to stay focused and not just get overwhelmed. Are you using customer feedback to develop like the feature set for this launch? To a certain extent, yes. I haven't gone super deep into that in terms of having phone calls with users and stuff like that. I am aware who uses the app most. What my plan is, is to have some of those client conversations or customer conversations to where once I go through planning before I start the design development process, I do plan to sit down with, you know, a handful of people that use it the most to get feedback. You know, people haven't been shy of saying, you know, I'd like it to be able to do this or, you know, it'd be really great if it could do this catalog those feature requests and stuff like that. And as long as it makes sense, I do plan on implementing some of those. But ideally, I want to try to make sure that I'm I'm not just making decisions from my high castle that are going to disrupt their workflow. What software guidance or inspiration in terms of like how you want to build what you're building and and or when it comes to the marketing sales? So there's a couple that come to mind. One that we're very familiar with a lot of people is Basecamp. Basecamp, obviously, they are very open in terms of how they run their company. Uh, they put out a number of different books. And and it's great to have insight into a company like that. My desire is to be in control and think that has a positive effect on other people's lives. And of course, you know, make money from it and and stuff like that. But I'm not looking to get an investor that's going to give me millions of dollars to build this out where my focus then has to be strictly on numbers. And luckily there's tons of content that they put out, which kind of helps bring you back to center. Another one, which may be a little bit lesser known is uh, an app for freelance cushion by Johnny Hillman. And he started out as, you know, kind of he bootstrapped everything, designed, developed it. He has a small team now, and I've been following him for a couple of years. And it's been really cool just to see he's very open about his process and what he's. He so it's been great to kind of look to Johnny and say, OK, well, he's doing like exactly what I want to do. And he's being very open about it. So it's been great to see the story person, which is very similar to my situation.
0: Here's another question I have for you, and then we'll wrap up here soon. Pricing-wise, you're going to do a free level, like a free tier, if you were, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, And then different levels on up. I'm I'm curious the decision to go with free as an option versus not, because I mean, I see companies do this both ways. What is the thought process behind having
1: a free tier versus not? So ultimately, what it comes down to is I enjoy helping other freelancers. So, you know, whether it's from a course that I have or my podcast that is specific to freelancers, I spent so many years listening to podcasts just like this, watching YouTube videos and stuff and and hearing these successful people and stuff. But that wasn't relevant to me because I was just getting off work, going home, eating dinner, and then going to spend a cop doing some small client work for, you know, 700 bucks or whatever. And I still resonate with those people. And, and that's kind of my target audience is those individual freelancers that are looking to move towards full-time freelancing. So in knowing that's who I'm trying to help, I also have to be realistic about, you know, what sort of resources that they have that would allow them to, you know, use these tools. Signing up for a monthly subscription, somebody who is not, you know, making a ton of money or whatever, there's a lot of thought and decision that has to go on in order for them to say yes or, or to say no. And so the idea is that the free plan, there's not a lot of stuff out there for freelancers. Again, everything's associated with teams. And so I want Hector to be that solution for people. So the idea to have that free plan is to help freelancers out. It's it's my opinion, it's, it's doing the right thing to help people out. I'm gonna have one plan at this point in time, the idea is to have one paid plan that will be a monthly subscription. I haven't landed on a specific price yet. It's going to be somewhere probably between $5 and, and $10 a month. That's for freelancers that may be more in the situation that I'm in, where you know I, I have a number of successful years under my belt. I have a pretty steady work, and paying for a tool that allows me to be more efficient at what I do becomes a no-brainer. And this could potentially backfire a hundred percent. I don't have previous experience in a piece of software and putting it out there, and understanding the potential support time that it's going to require maintenance in terms of design and development, and factoring all that stuff into pricing and application. So maybe a free plan. I'm shooting myself in the foot. I'm to take that risk because at the end of the day, I have a very clear idea of who I'm trying to help, and I know that the free plan could end up being a good loss leader for upgrading to the paid plan in Hector.
0: That's awesome. Well, RJ, I love seeing people who are kind of building stuff kind of in the middle of it, no matter where they're at in the process. I like your stuff attracted me because I really like the design. I probably should have said that at the outset for anybody listening to this. Definitely Thanks. RJMcColham.com um, and Hector, or is it like a website for Hector? It's Hector app? Hectorapp.com. Yeah. yeah. So check out Hectorapp.com. But I really, that was what really attracted me was the design, great design work. I think that always sets somebody above what else is out there. And I, I when you mentioned Basecamp, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think you're hitting on like the simplicity of it, which I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Basecamp. So I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but all in all, I mean, this is always a fascinating conversation to me. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Maybe we'll have you back in the podcast in about a year to see how the launch goes and get an update. That'd be you. great. Fantastic. Well, RJ, uh, before I let you go, I mentioned a couple of websites, but what's the best way for people to reach out and connect with you? Uh,
1: The biggest thing, rjmccollum.com. That's where all the stuff is. And uh, if you want to speak with me, you contact form on the site or I'm on Twitter at rjmccollum.com. Always happy to help other people.
0: I appreciate it, RJ. Thank you so much for being on In the Trenches.
1: Thank you. Thank you for listening to In the
0: Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorcus.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.